Life and Pinstripes. I'm James Yevin. And I'm TJ Stolzenberg. You know why today is such a great day? Because it's disgustingly muggy and nasty outside. Well, that the fact that someone decided to hit us <sighs> at one shot. I know. It's been rain. It literally has rained every day. I think 20 out of 30 days it has poured. Okay, cool. The trees got it, Mother Nature. They're clogged. They're stuffed. We get it. Think about the people. Think about the children. They need some sun in their life. Think about the golf courses underwater and all the people losing their balls in the middle of the fairway because the ball's plugged. I think we'll live. Okay, but anyway, that's not the reason why today is such a great day. Why is today a great day, James? Because we are in first place again. Yankees. Number one. I wish we had uh, some sound, sirens, confetti, all that. Wee, wee, wee. We're nah. in first place again. It's It wasn't expected, but as Yankee fans our entire lives, winning is what we do, and I and James are both pleasantly surprised with the squad, all the injuries. The Plan B Yankees, Plan everyone B. doing everything. Their response to adversity. They have overcome, and I would say far above, gone above uh, expectations. Way above expectations. Way above. However... Long season ahead. The Red Sox are becoming the Red Sox again. They've scored like a thirty runs in four days. So. I know it's it's uh it's a little frightening. It's a little frightening and yes. a little intimidating because you know the, the Red Sox are capable of doing what they did last year. Yeah, Chris Sale, uh, as we mentioned before, he didn't really have a, a preseason. He threw maybe five innings in in the spring training. His spring training is now officially over. He had, what was it, 17 strikeouts in seven innings the other day? Yeah, he was the first ever pitcher to do that, by the way. Oh, really? So think about it. 21 outs of seven innings. 21 outs, 17 of them were strikeouts. (laughs) Oh, my So four batters were able to make contacts for outs. That's insane. I've never heard anything like that. He he probably could have kept on going, but he had 107 pitches. I knew he had a great day only because I was facing him in fantasy. And I was down 20 points already. Yeah. And I had the likes of George Springer going off. I had Scherzer have an okay day. And I'm like, okay, let's see how much damage I did. And then I was down by 50. <laughs> yeah, Wait, but... what? And, oh, Chris Sale, great. I also yeah. had uh, Chris Sale on one of my fantasy teams. He gave me 38 points that night. Yeah. But it was unfortunate. For those who do not know, that's a lot in baseball. For fantasy baseball, nonetheless. But anyway, he did not get the victory. In fact, the Red Sox lost that night. Anywho... Yeah, that was the extra inning game, right? Twenty-four. They struck out twenty-four batters and they lost the was game. Was that so. on Friday night? Um, no, that was a no, that was a few nights before. It wasn't against the Astros. It was against the Rockies. So what it was I meant the was weekday. leading into. I just want to talk about our Friday night. Oh, our Saturday night. Oh yeah. All right, we'll, we'll get back to our Yankee talk. I understand. <laughs> I understand. You want to. You want to talk about I'm our excited. fantastic night? It was, it was a great time, and I want to give a quick shout out to uh, some friends. We'll say high five. If you understand that. She'll know what that means. <laughs> oh, she'll definitely understand that. Hey, Hoffa, shout out to you. And uh, Jenna. Jenna, I believe that's, that was the name. Jenna. 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 Moving on. Okay. Good friends. James and I haven't really had a chance other than to get together, and we've loved hanging out and doing this podcast, but we haven't got a chance to go out like on the town and do anything fun. Get so, to know each other a little bit more yeah. actually, outside the show. Obviously, he knows about my... My sports expertise and all Yes. That. And obviously he knows about my handsome good looks. That's all I bring to the table. So you're the bra- <laughs> so you're the so you're the bra or you're the brawn, I'm the brains. I'm the brawn. That's pretty much what it is. I'm the brawn, I'm the brass, and I'm all the other metaphors. But anyway, before Saturday night, 
First of all, I want to mention that I appreciate those 15 texts you sent me at 3 yes. o'clock in the morning. That was the yes. first thing I wanted to mention. I, uh, I got out of work pretty late, and I was just super stoked. And I was like, you know what, James, let's go out. And I know him. He's a really, really responsible dude. So unless I really attack and get in there and plant the seed of we're hanging out and let it grow... I, I didn't even let it grow. I just kind of threw a ton of seeds in the earth, and it was like one of them will grow, and we're definitely gonna make plants and hang out. Oh yeah, and we did. It was all about it was all about time when <laughs> when it was going to be because I think a few days before I originally texted you like, okay, yeah, I'm down to hang out on yeah, Friday night. Yeah, and then I got your text. I'm like, okay, I wasn't I'm gonna down. I wasn't gonna get out of work till 11, 11 o'clock at night. So. I was a little worried that I would put a damper on things, but guess what? James was ready to go. It kind of worked out. Well, I was actually at a bonfire in Southington. Hey. So I'm like, when you texted me originally, I'm like, I'm going to try to get out at 9.30. And 9.30 originally was the time I got to the bonfire. I'm like, uh-oh, am I only going to be there for like five, and ten minutes? Ended up working out. We got to hang out there for two hours. Yep. Have a great time. Of course. And then I got to meet him after work, head towards where I'm living in Southington. That's perfect. So... We drove on down to New Haven and went to this place called Bar. Which was totally unexpected that we were going to New Haven. So yeah. when you first text me that, I'm like, I'm like uh-oh. Well, to be honest, uh, uh, a lovely lady named Hoffa gave us directions to an ambulance oh, an building center. First of all... Let's talk about how how ironic that was, by the way. On a day, you know, where we're supposed to be hanging out and having a good time, and then it takes us to an EMT. Uh, we were in the middle of nowhere. All of a sudden, we take a turn. I'm like, yeah, it says .2 miles on the right, and all I see is a line of, like, 30 vehicles, all EMT vehicles, like one of those, like, bus depots, but it's an EMT depot. And then it was just darkness, and I'm like, I really don't think this it is where we're supposed to be. It was also 11.30 at night. It almost looked like a place where I don't want to be at yeah, 11.30 like at night. chop shop, but, like, a legal one. <laughs> First of all, New Haven. At least your at least your phone still had enough juice in it that we can text the person. Thank you, thank you. Because think but about it. <laughs> we did have a great time. Oh yes. We got there right around twelve. 12. Place was open till or twelve thirty. We place was open for another hour, hour and a half. We couldn't find parking on the street, so we had to park in a oh. parking garage. And remember that because it's gonna be lead to the next funny thing. But anyway, continuing. I will say like it was it was an awesome night. I'm not the nightclub type. I don't know about you listeners out there, but I am. James, he's the nightlife guy. You know, he likes to go clubbing and partying and going to bars and stuff. I've been working at a bar my entire life. So. You're probably sick of that scenery. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, it was probably a different change of scenery for you. It was that a change. you able to be a customer and yes. actually have a good time for Actually once. shift my identity for a change. Because no matter how many times I went out back in the day or now, I, I still just am on bartender mindset. I look over and I see like a bunch of customers being obnoxious and I can't not focus on that and have mad respect for the bartender. But it's my job to literally shut that off at times when it's time to and have fun. And it's, it's hard for me, I, I'll admit. And also to be honest, when you, when you spend every weekend of my life, every Friday and Saturday and Sunday of my life the last six years, I have been bartending. Oh yeah, I have not had a weekend weekend in a very long time. So. Honestly, I felt ba- I felt bad for him too because I've been to 
the nights where you've been bartending. He's coming. Like, he's coming visit me, and it's been... I visit you. You know, try to ease the pain a little bit because I know you've had some <laughs> crappy nights at work. Yeah, I hear him off in the distance. Co-host, co-host. Well, like, first of all, I'm the one that kind of like leads the way. I'm like, hey, co-host, we're the best bartender in Avon right now. Sometimes you'd walk in on a night where like something really. It's like I love the good energy you come in with because something really awkward or weird might have just happened. Oh yeah. And it'd just be like I just like had a customer like get sick or be evil or something like that, and then it just hear like. TJ, co-host. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) especially in that same kind of voice I did. I'm like, oh yeah, here I am. Let's have a good time. Especially the time where I brought my friends over and one of my friends accidentally broke the the white Russian and then was it on the table and the table collapsed. Was that the friend that did our logo? That is our friend that did the logo. Sorry, Cheyenne. Oh, I wasn't going to say her name, so she didn't. (laughs) Well, now it's out there. Cheyenne. It's okay. You know That was a fun night. I still like like you very much. I appreciate you doing our logo, but that was the funniest thing you ever did. Yes, and I remember the table... (laughs) It was one of those, like, not very... it It was, you know, even looking... But the leg on one side just kind of didn't exist. You also heard the sound of the broken glass in the background. He turns the corner and drinks on the desk. Uh, Someone must have just, like, leaned on the table like, so. And it just completely went down. Oh, there goes the drama-free zone. Just like that. Okay. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. That's literally what happened. And uh, I heard a smash, and I was like, there goes another full drink. Because I believe that was the second glass that broke that night, James. What was the first night? Remember your... No, the first Oh, oh the first... No, your your the first buddy night. at the thin bar there. Oh. He, like, went to go put down his drink, and he just missed. <laughs> and it went down and just... <laughs> I'm like, all right, James. What, okay, okay. What kind of rabble-rousers we bring it in here? Okay, first of all, I, I don't get that unraveled when that kind of happens. Okay. No, James never does. Okay. Anyway, back to Saturday night. No, right back to it. Right back to but, it. Saturday was awesome. We had a grand old time. However... On the way back home, we witnessed a few things. Uh, I'd say before we got back home. No, no, I'm saying uh, we witnessed a few things. We were walking, and then there was these three dudes, like, laying kind of down on the side of the road-ish, along the wall there. Yeah. And they asked, remember the guys that asked me for the light? Yeah. They're like, hey, you got a light? I'm like, yeah. You know, and I'm just open, feeling it. And it was a well-lit area. It wasn't a weird moment. I could tell these kids were just kind of, like, trying to just have a moment with me. Yeah. So... The kid asked me randomly, and I was ready right away. He says, in two words or less, tell me what to do with life. And right off the bat, I said, don't try. That is the main, that is like the main advice of Saturday Night Buddy. Yeah. Don't try. It's amazing. James would say things like, you know, a girl was talking to me, you know, I wasn't even trying. And I was, I was trying to say to him, I learned a long time ago, when you try, then it isn't natural. And a girl, like, I would think to myself, all right, I got to be the best me. I got to, you know, show. Nah, girls actually like it when it seems easy. You know, they feel comfortable when you're not, like, you know, tense. So I just told these dudes on the side of the road, don't even try and uh, let the divine path unfold for you. Just see the signs, know yourself, and take each step along the way. You were and also they, putting your marketing skills to the test. And I was, <laughs> and I was kind of blowing their mind, and they, they were like, well, what? I was like, well, guess what? We have a show called Life in Pinstripes. Check us out. And then sent them the info, and hopefully they're actually watching this episode right now. Shout out to the boys on the street. If they remember. (laughs) If they remember. (laughs) Yeah, because they were were, were low. I thought I made sure I got one of their phones and I actually typed it in because I knew 
Everyone has the intoxicated moment where it's like, yeah, oh yeah, I'll text you tomorrow, and you never. Ever. They said, well, they also said that they would forget our names like thirty seconds after we met. I even that. said my name's TJ. It's two letters, man. Like, how can you forget that? And then the kids like DJ. I will. I'm like, okay, fine. Bro. All right, you know what? That's fine. It is. You know what? You brought your marketing skills to the I test. Did. We had a good night, but it only got better from there. Yeah, uh, we were. The story is such. We're bringing a couple friends back to the parking garage. Of course. I'm these the ladies, these ladies were very, very. Their heels hurt. Their they were complaining about walking too much. So we, being gentlemen, were like, "All right, let's you know," because we were meeting a bunch of people back at their house, and uh, they clearly got us head start on us because it took us a while to even find the car. Okay, so first of all, you ever been to a parking garage where apparently? One side of the garage is on one street, then you have to go a little bit across the road and it's across the street. It's connected by an overhanging bridge and is connected underneath the road, like in a tunnel. It's like the ground level. So well, I wasn't thinking that way at the time. So we walk up, we look at floor two or floor three, whatever we were on. It was on, the second floor that we were on. And there was no car. And my car was there. I'm like, uh-oh. No car. I'm like, okay, so immediately I'm crapping my pants because I thought two things probably happened. Number one, my car got stolen, and number two, it got towed. We were in New Haven, and uh, I thought to myself the exact same thing. I was like, no. And then I left the I left the ladies with James. I said, listen, I'll run ahead here. And thinking confidently. How many times have It's I, just going to be on the next floor. How many times did I hit the panic button, by the way? I was like, okay, if you hear a really crappy horn. I run up, nothing. No sound. Well, no, I knew it wasn't that no high. No crappy horn. I run down. Do, 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 do. Nothing. I go up all the way up to the top floor. I'm like, where the hell is the car, dude? Uh, I don't know. It's like, uh-oh. So we start kind of panicking a little bit. I was the one that was panicking because, first of all, it was yeah. my car, and I knew I was driving, and yeah. I didn't want to make a bad first impression and, with my car getting stolen. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And, <laughs> it's like, ladies, I am a man that can provide, and, oh, my car's stolen. <laughs> no. But... but what it ended up being was, and so James gives me the keys, I run ahead, I figure out, I go, I had to go up and down, up and down, I go all the way back to square one, I retrace and realize, oh my gosh, we're in the wrong I'm side. on the other half of the double parking lot, there's a street that goes through the middle, and I had to cross either over top or underneath. Now, need I remind you, I left him and the others in this half, made the discovery on my own as I crossed through the under tunnel, and I run all the way to the end. I find the yeah. car. I'm like, yes. I go to call James, but since I'm underground, I have no service. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get us out of here. Do, 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 do. I drive and through this really tight, really tight thing. I get all the way to the gate, and I'm like, wait a minute. And then I was confused AF when you actually James called me. James has the ticket. Yep. <laughs> so you couldn't get out of there unless I couldn't you had the leave the actual friggin' parking garage. Well, here's the thing. I didn't, First of all, I didn't think you would actually find the car because I was actually still in panic mode. We didn't even think of that. I, I just wanted to get the car to get to you, to have you not worry and not freak out. Also, I couldn't even tell you I had the car yet. And yeah, I remember I hear you like giving you directions. Head this way, head that way. And like you're trying to go, oh, oh girl. Well, like, well you know what, guys? I was trying to be one of those guys. I'm like, follow me. Yes. I will lead the way. But at that point, at the end of the night, when the girls have, like, done all the drinking and dancing, they're not, they have, like, you know, it's the ladies, you know what I'm talking about. When you take your heels off and you're walking. You're like, oh, thank you're God. Not in, you're not in I need to be impressed mode right now. You're in I want to lay down in the car mode. And they were kind of getting a little. A little tensey. But, 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 I, I kind of eased the tense a little bit, you know. Yes. Brought my corny, unusual humor. It's, it that, was perfectly used, by yeah. the way. It's corny, like, cheesy, like, hey, like, they kind of needed that to keep them going because 
it had been like 20 minutes, and their fr- other half had gone and was already home probably. They were just sitting down. One of them was just still having their cup of water in their hand the entire time. I'm like, okay, how do we just, how do we, how do we make this better? How do we make this experience better? So I call James. I'm like, dude, I need the freaking ticket. So I'm also facing the wrong direction, driving in a one way. So I had to back up and do a spiral out of the gate room because it was, you know, one way. Like, everyone expects you to have the ticket, and I didn't. So I back up. Luckily, there was no other cars. I go all the way across, and I'm talking to James. I call him, like, three or four times, and he's trying his best to kind of corral these girls to get to where we need to go. And (laughs) I realize, oh, my God. I parked the car again close to the middle, I get out, and I run all the way back <laughs> to where we that's were. What, that's what you did. And he no longer was there because he had gone back across to the <laughs> other half to where I, the car originally was. Yeah, that, you, I thought that's what you oh, told me to do to get to It the was, other. but it just took so long. I was just, oh my God. So, long story short, we found the car. I drove uh-uh, and, uh-uh. I literally had to scream. I was like, follow the sound of my voice. And then I was hope, trying to follow. I James, thought you were downstairs. James and comes then, over the edge. He sees me. Oh, there he is. We went. That's not over yet. I then get in the car. I try to pull out out of the out of the garage once he gives me the ticket, and it's a one way. I don't know if you've driven in New Haven around like the cool area or whatever, but it's one way there, one way, one way, one way, like New York City style. Oh, so you have I to know that. how to drive there. And it wasn't one way, at least in a main strip. It was all one way. You led me to a three sixty, by the so way. So I had to do a three sixty yeah. to come get you. So I thought it was the same thing with a highway. Yeah. Anywho. That was just the extent we got the of it. car. We got the car. We got the car. The girls were happy to relax finally, and uh, threw James the keys, and I was like, "Get us home, Jesus!" And First of all, you let he me did a great job out of it. <laughs> you let me I, a three sixty terrible directions. <laughs> yeah, you gave me terrible. I'm like, okay, make a left, left, left. I'm like, we were just here like five minutes ago. <laughs> That's exactly what I just said. Like, there's only one way, man. Like, okay, but I anyway. was gonna go the only way I knew. I wasn't gonna just guess again because we had to. Too much guessing that Okay, night. so long story short, we get the car back, we end up going home, for, and then it was 3 a.m. Oh, like the Matchbox 20 song. That's how late it had been. I'm like, uh-oh. Matchbox 20 song? What song was that? Uh, I wish I, I, wish I knew. I don't even know. Said, Matchbox 20. Eh, it's 3 a.m. I'm going to stop it. <laughs> anyway, my, the whole point of the show is not to bring up my horrible singing voice like this. But anyway, the point I'm is... I'm actually just going to go quiet and let you do all the embarrassment on your own. Oh, oh, you mean when you told me to make a left turn like the keep last going, second? Keep going, keep going. Okay, so then we're driving home. You know, I'm still bringing my corny, unusual <laughs> humor that apparently everyone seems to appreciate very much. You know, I Definitely, kept, man. I kept on saying high five. Because it's positive, it's, man. It's positive. That's the key. Well, that's just me in a nutshell, by the way. I don't know if you've seen the first Austin Powers. Like, hey, it's me in a nutshell. <laughs> that's me pretty much. <laughs> that is exactly But you anyway, mean. yeah, so, you know, we're driving home. Like, first of all, I'm like, my mind is still there somehow. I thought I was going to, like, fall asleep behind the wheel. I'm like, okay, I'm still got it. Nah, you got this, man. But anyway. I've driven way too... Mom, stop listening if you're listening. I've driven way too many nights, super late at night, into the night, been the guy who volunteers to drive and everybody else. And my lord, many times have I had my eyes, like, I had to hold them open and uh, would wait, would, like, come back to, and I'm, like, halfway out of the lane, like, whew. It was just a good night, but we had had some solid conversations, too. Yeah, we did, and we got a chance to connect. James said something very nice to me, and I I was appreciative of it. He's he's, uh, essentially, we're doing for each other what I feel like all podcast co-hosts should do, but more so what friends should do. Yeah, exactly. You should help each other maximize each other's skill set gather other tools and experience and expand on them and also like peel back the layers of the things that make you not who you are 
And James and this podcast has really given me a platform to do so. Yeah. Well, so also, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Well, well, I'm also very appreciative to you to tell me not to try and also just be yourself for once. You, you know what it is? Because during college and my first couple of years after college, I was always so worried. I'm like, okay, maybe who I am... Not a lot of people like, but it takes a little bit of time, obviously. To that open single up. thought, man, it's t- that single thought where you put yourself out there ever, and if it's really yourself, if it's ever like rejection, like by a girl, that's or, exactly what it's been. It's or, like okay, and you then have like, l- ladies, take notes for a sec because dudes across America, they'll take that as, wow, I am not wanted. Not that this girl doesn't want me. I'm, I'm not, not wanted by anybody. Exactly. And it's a lonely feeling. And I did that to myself too. And I'm, I, that's why I see it in you. And I'm like, you know what, dude? I'm gonna hel- I was like, I'm going to help this dude. A, realize that's not how it goes. B, this dude's awesome. And he just has to be himself and learn that himself is all you need to be. Saturday, I think, was just a... Uh, well, it actually took 23 years for me to actually wake up and actually open my eyes for once. I like that book. Exactly. I like that. And we're going back at it soon, too. We're going to do it again. Absolutely. Prepare for the next episode. High five. Be ready. I'll still give you a high five. High five. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about the joke, by the way. What oh, was it? that dude. Well, uh, My corny it's, joke it's, it's, again. It's a girl whose name is Rafaela, but she's Brazilian, yeah. so it's pronounced with an H for the R, so it's Rafaela. Yeah, so I, and she, said, <laughs> she said, well, first of all, she said Hafa for short, and I didn't want to think of a Jimmy Hoffa. And the boyfriend of one of the girls was there, and the boyfriend, who was also Brazilian, was standing there, and James said, oh, hi, like, high five? And then there was, like, a silence for two seconds. And then the guy starts laughing because he, ah, ha, ha, high see, five, Hoffa, high five, Because, okay. like, the language barrier. All right, like, that was it. Okay, first of all, it could have gone either way. First of all, I thought he was laughing at me oh, yeah. that I didn't get the high five. Right, okay? right. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, like, another form like, of rejection. Like, and, like, like, <laughs> and I was like, no, James, he's laughing with you. On I'm this like, one. oh, okay, I'm going with the flow of things. He's like, he's like, your joke landed, man. You landed. You stuck the landing. Anywho, that was an awesome night. Yep. Shout out to the girls. That was a great time. Thank you very much. Uh, that was a cool place. I wish we got to play some pool, but there was like a genie guru over on the table. I suck at pool too, so... All right. Maybe it was be- maybe it was better off that I didn't play and I just showed off my horrific dance moves. Well, we gotta the- show we gotta show off these ladies somehow. Maybe a little darts. Maybe a little pool. Maybe a little muscle. No, I'm kidding. Not that part. Anyway, challenge accepted. Oh. Arm arm wrestle. You know those girls could probably beat both of us. Uh, if I put a little bit more work into it. Oh, that's a challenge that's definitely going to be accepted. If they're watching right now. I would wrestle a girl and lose. I'd be like, oh, wow. I'd be like, oh, I really need uh, to go to the gym. <laughs> I do need to go to the gym. I actually just looked at myself in the mirror for the first time in a long time and really just let the gut hang out. See, I see. I, I was going to work out today, but... Uh, I hear that's I had a, that's, the, that's America's phrase right there. I was going to work I was gonna work out was, today, but... I slept for a combined insert nine, here. I slept excuse. for a combined nine hours this weekend, and like last night, I'm like, oh yeah, finally, I got ten hours of sleep. I'm just like, I don't Jeez. feel like doing anything today. I feel you on that. Okay. I uh, well, for six years, I didn't sleep at all over a weekend, so I have. There's the only category in life where I'm like, I totally actually understand what you're saying, because I until recently did not realize how important sleep was. I would wake up a complete zombie every single morning, mm-hmm. and I now lately, feel. I've been getting to bed earlier. I have a different job and. I've been getting into the flow of life actually, a little bit more. You've actually been able to hang out with I've been actually too. able to hang out. It's been cool. So And there's still plenty more ahead. And yeah, for the love of God, TJ, go to bed. Remind yourself. Go to bed. I'm probably going to be going to bed at the night. The world is still going to be there the following morning. Okay. 
Until eventually it won't be. But I digress. We we just really incredibly digress right now. Moving on to other Dude. things that are exciting. Uh, what's not exciting is the Warriors. Of course. Come on. It's lame. Like, Three, no, lame. 3-0. Expense the Blazers. Come on. It was complete. I thought they had at least one game ahead. Actually, the, the not Warriors. The Honestly, Blazers were up twice in game two and three. They gave back. Couldn't con- couldn't close. They gave it back. And that's about the extent of how long we're going to talk about the Warriors, because I'm sure... Oh, your brief NBA playoff update. Yeah. Golden State Warriors are still up. On to the Eastern Conference Finals. A little bit more exciting. A little bit, Bucks, but you know what it is? Because it's two different Raptors. teams. It's not the Cavaliers. You got Giannis against Kawhi. Not major market teams, but interesting players. Uh, the home teams won each time. Yep. Seems like the Raptors are kind of clinging on because they almost lost at home, but they won in double overtime, but... It just seems like the beast of the East, or even if Kawhi comes out, neither of them are even going to come close to the Warriors. So, NBA, we're going to move on to the draft. The draft. Real quick. I hate to say this to you if you're a Knicks fan right now. I'm sorry. We're going to go a little bit sour right now. And I am not a Knicks fan whatsoever, but obviously I support the city of New York (sighs) and and their teams and all that. So, obviously, I kind of feel as well. I, I, ah. There's just one... (laughs) If there's one thing that this draft has proven, you do not need to tank to be the number one seed. It's kind of working out perfectly because I'm sick of that tanking conversation and I'm sick of players that get paid so much money to do load management. I've never heard load management it's before a, in my life. It's, it's, a, it's an excuse of being a pussy. Pardon my French. It's an excuse of living in fear, playing through fear of injury. When you play scared, you will get hurt. It's when you're leading the charge, leading the moment where you will be the force and not the one absorbing the force. So, I'm just... Oh, God. So, anyways, sorry. So, anyway, the the Pelicans, the New Orleans Pelicans, got the number one pick in the NBA (sighs) draft. The ironic part is, all Knicks fans, and I am a Knicks fan, disgustingly so... I'm not going to overreact like everybody else is. I just, I don't have any faith in them. Just, Should you be? As long as Dolan's like running the, sh- like the Let owner, me ask you this. Are you really shocked by this? I'm not shocked because the bad luck is just a forever thing right now. But what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> Knicks fans, I love that you still have some hope. But don't write down something before, don't count your chickens. Oh, you don't mean, count the chickens, man. Oh, you, you mean the they, <laughs> they wrote down the fact that Zion Williamson would be the number one pick. Then they did at least use him for trade value and trade him to the Pelicans to get the likes of Anthony Davis and attract a star like Kevin Durant or, or Kyrie, Irving. Kyrie Irving or Kemba. And uh, guess what? That plan went horribly erupt- abrupt. When- Wait, let's just say this. <laughs> you want to talk about was it counting your chickens? People getting tattoos of like Zion and what oh, the Knicks yeah. logo is just be like, what the hell is wrong with it's you? It's actually guys? kind of ironic because the tattoo works out. It's like tattoos are supposed to be a memorable moment, and guess what? <laughs> it's gonna be remembered now. Well, yeah, you're gonna be remembered as the biggest freaking idiot in all of America <sighs> right now. Yeah. So anyway, the Pelicans got the number one pick. The Knicks got the three pick, which yeah. is 
Grizzlies. Not even because the they were the worst team in the NBA. Grizzlies got the second pick. You know, it's only a 14% chance. The worst team in the NBA still only had a 14% chance. I'm like, why are they calling this is that, a lock? Is that all Is that all it takes? If a 14% so you're telling, okay, chance is So you're like telling me lock? if I win, so say that I go 3-79, and 79, I am most likely probably not going to get the number one pick? And 14% is not that much. It's 86% means you're not going to get it. I just... That's... The odds are not good, though. And any... Whatever they did to mix it around, like, I, I just don't care because also, the draft is not really that exciting. It is, it's, but it, it's not. The it, most exciting draft is the NFL draft. Exactly. Obviously. Because honestly, in basketball, until a few super studs come through and clear the house right away, number one pick, like, most of the time, like, number one picks aren't that special They're right away. They develop, and then they are solid. But number two and number three could do the exact same thing, and we remember, like, seven picks and the tenth pick, like... All the list of great players, like James Harden went, what, like 15th or 16th or 10th oh, or whatever. Oh, like the lower, like the lower picks. Yeah, like, like it's, it's, don't put all the chickens on the one, it, I get it, media, but if sports were easy to predict, then everybody would be gambling and everybody, and there would be no such thing as, like, the drama of sports. Yeah, the problem is, is that, also, think about it. Having the idea of being the number one pick, you know how much expectation is going to take, especially with the Pelicans. Think about what happened. You remember the name Anthony Bennett? Oh, yeah. Ever heard of it? He yeah. was the number one overall pick. Yes. He was going to be like the next big thing, and then he turned into a pile of people. Crap. Poop. Pop. Poop. Like, really bad. I was very close to saying the S word. There's been a couple number one picks that are absolutely heinous, but uh, egregious, heinous, incredibly. Uh, I just want to say this. As a Nick fan, I've been kind of checked out and tuned out for a while now. Uh, since the since the mellow days, no, I, even I, I even couldn't, before I the mellow stand, days, I couldn't stand mellow. Really, I, completely. Just, even though he took his team to the playoffs a couple times, no, but it, like they selfish. really didn't go far. Yeah, take fifty shots a night. You're gonna make twenty four of them. Like, okay, cool. But I take it back to the Allen Houston and Latrell Sprewell, maybe uh, even Stephon Marbury days. Uh, the That's the last time I actually honestly cared, and I think that was like. Two decades ago. That's been a while. Probably, so probably when both of us were babies at the time. Yeah, I just, I, <laughs> ugh, eh. James Dolan's the issue. Uh, there's many issues, but there's a lot of things. First of all, it's just not going to go anywhere. There's with no chem. First of all, there's no chemistry at all. It can't with be. the Knicks. There's you no cannot chem- have chemistry when well, the owner a- is in the way. Yeah, exactly. He's too involved. And then he's not involved enough in the things where he should be. He was banning fa- banning fans for you know for talking back at them. It's just like it's just it's a nightmare. He's over he, like you have to earn like well, I heard on the radio the other day, sports mecca right like the Garden right Madison Square Garden is the a best sports pl- mecca. the best place to play like ever. But honestly, it's kind of losing some luster. Because the Knicks have stunk for Knicks, so long. Because the Knicks are terrible. The Rangers are not playing as good. Playing for yeah. the Knicks and you know, the Rangers. Playing for those teams is not as sexy as it used to be back in the 90s. Like, early 2000s still, it wasn't that great. And right now, nope. it hasn't gotten any better. So, you kind of got to earn that back a little bit. James Dolan, like, stop focusing on the fact that you're such a dope uh, New Yorker. Nick he is not a dope New Yorker. If uh, no, team- I'm just saying, like, he's got... the he thinks he has the sexy team to play for still. No. And he's doing everything to ruin that. He's done everything completely wrong. He, like, meddles too much where he shouldn't, and then he does not give enough power to his coaches or to his staff. It's just, hire the people you're going to hire to do their job. And I just, he needs that guy to his right that says, we got this one. 
take take a meeting off. Like, get out of the room for a sec. Because it sure as hell wasn't uh, Phil Jackson. It's a grief. Oh man. Just I hope he's not just using this the 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 team as a cash cow, and I hope he's an owner that cares. Like I don't know. It's just disgusting. Yeah. I got I got nothing. Yeah, so. which leads our way to uh, I know how underappreciative you are of the Knicks right now. There's a lot of other people that are underappreciated of things. As you may know, we're going to switch it to the media now. G of T? Yep, G of T. Game of Thrones had its final episode yesterday. Now, real quick, he's seen it, right? Yep. I, I have not. I am not going to talk about what happened. And I am not going to talk about it either because I am going to watch it later tonight. So, continue though. Yeah, but anyway, we noticed that this season has obviously not lived up to the expectations of the previous seven seasons. I would say... Yeah, I would say not that it's not lived up to it. It it, ha- it certainly hasn't. Now what's yeah. happening is people want certain outcomes and results. Yeah, and the show is still done very well. It's still amazing, but it's like taking turns, and only five percent to ten percent of the population actually liked that route. And you know what? Do we all want the storybook ending? Sometimes, of course, we do. Oh yeah. But to be honest. I love when directors and storytellers and George R. R. Martin, when they take a chance and make it the one we didn't expect that leaves us with a weird taste in our I, mouth. I agree. But here's the part that pisses the crap out of me. The fact that people mm. wanted a goddamn petition to rewrite the yeah. season. I'd be like, are you guys out of your freaking minds? Honestly, there was, I think, it, the story said it was up to over a million on the petition signed. Uh to redo the $500 million eighth season. Exactly. Think of it this way. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones! The most anticipated TV series right now in all of entertainment media. You think of the top ten, ten shows of like right now and Game of Thrones is one of them. Back Do in you, the day when like Sopranos it. was around, like before, like HBO, like, you know, people would go home and always have to watch like 24 when it was on on whatever night at whatever time because on demand wasn't as popular and yeah. a la carte television wasn't that great Game of Thrones is the first time we've actually gotten back to Sunday night 9 o'clock I know where Game half the Thrones world will be you yeah, know because this was the first show to actually have that kind of that's like how expectation since, oh, yeah. since like Breaking Bad that's yes how, that's how long yes. it's been now Breaking Bad ended in 2013. It's been six years. So wow, that's been long a while. Enough? Yeah, I know it's been a while. Jeez. But anyway, Man. think of it how difficult it is with a show that kind of expectation to actually write it out and yeah. make sure it works with everybody. It's now I'm not sure. Like we said, six episodes. They were an hour and a half. Yeah, but, but still though, uh, like if, if what the other seasons were like ten. Some of them I think were like more, yeah. but. That's ten hours. Six one and a half is nine hours. Yeah. But they still have so many storylines. There was a to lot of... up and to tie, and I guess people are upset at the open ended whatever. You know what, people? That's where you're supposed to use your imagination and make the story your own. Because guess what? It's not real in the first place. Exactly. That's why it's called a fantasy. But also, it's your responsibility to actually have an iota of creative power in your brain. But I don't think most of the world does. They rely on the creative artists in the world to do that for them. Thusly, they they cannot think for themselves. Thusly, they whine when it doesn't go their way. And they're not open to the idea of other endings in life. Yeah, I think also with a show like this, a show being on since 2011, so about eight years. Yeah. 
a lot of people they wanted a you know the storybook ending because they invested in all those years and that's what they said about the Sopranos because we all know you've seen the ending of the Sopranos have you yes we're gonna keep it that way if, if you haven't seen the Sopranos first of all you gotta watch it yes I would the, say the same thing what James was saying is honestly a lot of people devoted like I watched I watched Game of Thrones at the beginning. I remember being I in my college dorm room in 2011. I was a junior. I remember saying to my buddy, Mike Cook, who's getting married in a couple weeks, by the way. Really? And I'm going, Congra- shout out to Mike Cook. Congratulations, Mike. What minute is this? 30? At the I'll, 35 I'll remember to shout. I'll, t- I'll text him that. Yeah. He t- he was like, oh, what's this? I was like, hey, I'm watching Game of Thrones. It's pretty good. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, Sean Bean. He was like, what's the cast? Mike Cook. And love the Did man. Did you actually speak in that accent? No, Mike, <laughs> Mike, Mike had this like kind of Seinfeld, like uh, cool, like Southington, Danko, Govoni. He'll know what that means. Kind of thing going on. And uh, I was just, I missed the man. I can't wait to see him this weekend. Or in two weekends. But, uh, or three weekends. Anyways, I digress. He even said and said, like, they weren't really into it. Like, Game of Thrones, ah, take it or leave it. But then when I kind of told him, I was like, hey, Sean, that main character, the only actor you recognize, spoiler alert for season one, gonna do it. Okay. They kill off the most famous actor right away. Like that, pretty much. Yep, and the head goes that way and the body goes that way. That, that was the moment where it caught my eye for Game of Thrones. Yeah. By the way, when they killed off one of the main characters in the first season, yeah. nonetheless. It's like, wait a minute. I'm not comfortable. Nobody's safe now. Actually, I think a lot of people know what happens in the first season yes. since it was very anticipated. And but still, spoiler alert. What I was leading to from before was people who have watched it from the beginning, such as us, yep. you know, we did invest a lot of our life, but there was a lot of life lived within it. Like, not, it wasn't every day. It would be a season, then we have to wait a year, then a season, then we wait a Except year. Except for between seven and eight, which was like right. a year and a half. Right. Exactly. So, it, it's an investment, I get it, but a lot of people came to this narrative late and just binge watched it. In, oh, yeah. In like two, three weeks, because it is that good. Oh, yeah. I watched like two to three episodes a day. And That's how who are you? Who are you? To just get out there and petition and et- let's be honest. I want to see you write an episode. Yes. Think of it that way. On top of not realizing how difficult it is to do anything in the film industry or television industry, HBO pumps out gold all the time and so many times is it not appreciated. But I'll say this. Game of Thrones had so much pressure to figure out how to... They're not doing it to make all the individuals out there who are watching it happy. They're doing them. That's why you like it so much, because they don't go by the book. They kill off the main character right away. They keep you guessing and just interweave seven to eight detailed storylines all at once. And when it comes to a head in a negative, gross, dark way... Wow, sometimes that just blows your mind and you don't know why you like the show so much. People that are petitioning, face yourself, face the fact that it's over. First of all, that's why they're upset. The fact that it's over. Also, we live in a society where you can't appreciate everybody. Right. You could do the best thing ever. You could give a dollar to a homeless guy and be like, why did you do that? But you're going to offend somebody somewhere who's like, I worked for every dollar I have. I am offended that you gave a dollar away. Like, it's someone else's business. Don't just mind your own. Point is such, though. James is right. We're the age of the offended. Like, why are we even saying, like I, said, like I, said, I don't like this ending? Like I said, I, I, 
I didn't like the, I didn't like the season as much as the first seven and seasons, James, but I'm not going to write a petition exactly. to rewrite it. It's a perfect example. James wasn't thrilled with how it went. You know, it wasn't his cup of tea, but he had his fun. He did his thing, and he's not going to have his life be, like, ruined because of it. A lot of these people who are zealots, and zealots they are, for being super into it and being kind of out of control... I truly believe they're just having a hard time accepting that there's going to be no new things. All it would take is just one little story being like, um, they're going to make a movie. And they're like, oh, okay. The movie, okay. the three, the three spinoffs that are coming out. <laughs> as long as there's a little stuff. hope in the end of the tunnel, I feel like a lot of those zealots will go away. Yeah, pretty but, much. Yeah. Wow. Think about how much time we went through. <laughs> yeah. Just letting out our feelings Good right now. Grief. We uh, we had to, we gotta wrap it up soon. But here we are. I didn't, I didn't even wrap up my Yankee talk, by the way. Uh, Yankees, uh, we love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Twenty eight seventeen. Oh, uh, was it? They have the Orioles, the Royals, the Padres, then the Red Sox. Scorching hot Red Sox. Scorching hot. Hopefully by then we'll still be in the uh, in the Dubs column. We'll be extend also, our first place a little bit. Also, a injury update. You uh, may you may wonder why we have a. This guy, this guy's jersey. If you're a Yankee fan. You're definitely not you, wondering. You definitely why. know you why. Know. This guy, and I said it in the last episode. Do what's best for your team, and if it involves taking a season-ending surgery, then that's what it's going to take. So he's 23 years old. So wish him nothing but the best. It is a scary surgery, and that's a man's career on the line, going under the knife of a surgeon. And it seems like we saw a, twi- a tweet that he had a picture of himself after the surgery. Seems it went like it, successful. It went well, so he's expected to be ready in spring training. I um, would say speedy recovery, but no, take your time, man. You saw what happened when you came back too fast. He's expected to make to be back in the new decade. All right, in and, 2020. And I'm not blaming James for buying the jersey the day we went to. But it feels like but I had just saying. To do with it. I bought a Glaber Torres. You bought an Andahar. Glaber Torres is hitting home runs. And, uh, you know. Well, who would have thought that a snap throw the first would ruin his career? Or, not his career. No. I, ah! <laughs> well, not that you said it, it won't be. It'll just be the... I didn't... Uh, it'll cha- it changed did his not, career path. It I changed, did not expect a snap throw to third to ruin his season. Correct, correct, correct. That's what I meant to say. We superly digress. Let's talk about our media. What are you? What am I? Oh, I'm Jim Jammin, by the way. I'm uh, TJ Stolzenberg. Reach out to us at this and that. Twitter, and that Instagram. This. If you this, watch the James, first 30 seconds. put them up right here, right below my fingers. All right, put fine. my uh, my handles right here, and this one over here and here. All right. Uh, that's actually pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> so we just do that. Or, yeah, you hit that subscribe button, you know, right here. Right here. All these other yeah. beautiful things. But think about it. Are people actually going to watch this at the 42nd minute mark? Yes. You better! He's James Yevin. Yes, sir. I'm TJ Stolzenberg. We thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next week. Yeah. As I always say, peace out and rock and or roll.